0: helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist.
1: Good morning. My name is Melissa Waggett, and I am the co-host of the Life Transformation Show with Michael Hart. I am so excited that you have decided to join us this morning. This week, we are launching into part two of our three-part series about narcissistic parents and their children. Last week, we talked about seven signs your father is a narcissist. And this week, we will be looking at moms who have narcissism, where we'll be exploring seven signs your mother may be a narcissist. If you missed last week's show and want to get caught up about what is narcissism and how it can impact us as children, I encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M. Counseling with 2 lsministrycom or you can call us toll-free at 1-877-544-3546. I also want to remind our listeners that we are a non organization at Elam Counseling Ministries. So if you have benefited from our services in the past or this radio show, I encourage you to consider making a donation. Donations can be made in a couple of locations. One is our Patreon page, um, to go there, all you need to do is through your internet browser, go to patreon.com slash elam counseling. Patreon is spelled P A T R E O N. Dot com forward splat slash Elam Counseling. Or again, you can go to our website at com or call us toll free at 1-877-544-3546. I also want to remind you of our upcoming healing retreat coming up in June. We'll be talking about it more later on in today's show. So stay tuned. So with me in studio this morning and each and every week is Michael Hart. For those of you who do not know Michael, he is the director of Elam Counseling Services. He is also a registered psychotherapist and he joins us each and every week to explore really exciting topics that apply to our lives and make a lot of change. Uh, we've had a lot of good feedback, Michael, over the years with the show and people Literally having their lives transformed as a result of some of the topics we've covered. And so this week is of no exception. So I'm really excited to join you again.
0: Very excited as well, Melissa, to be here. And this is such a very important topic. And if there was ever any doubt, an experience that I had this week just brought home to me the importance of doing these types of shows. It's a woman that I run into, ran into that heard the first part of the series that we did on Narcissistic Father. And in tears, she poured out to me that she never realized the fact that her dad was a narcissist. She knew that there was something wrong. But she, she didn't realize how serious it was and that there was an actual name for it. But she said to me with tears in her eyes and almost uh, a, a sense of relief, saying that when you describe the things you said on the show, described my father to a T has she put it. She said, this is exactly it. I thought you were talking about my dad. And so if you missed last week's show, we encourage you to go to our website and uh listen to the, the that show. It's about narcissistic fathers. And so it's very important to listen to it because that show we defined what a narcissist is and in, in a nutshell narcissists are people who are totally self-centered and lack as any sense of remorse or empathy for the feelings of others. So I won't go into in much into the definition today, but we want to get into this show today where we're talking about narcissistic mothers. And I think there's going to be a big eye opener for a lot of people who, who have had mothers that they know something was wrong and the relationship has been difficult. But today you're going to be able to put it in, in terms of a term and understand the dynamics that have been affecting you in your family.
1: And part of the reason we you chose to split this into mothers and fathers as topics is through your own clinical practice, you've been able to identify some differences in terms of how narcissistic mothers, how their behaviors um, are are expressed and experienced by their children. So let's just get right into it. What is one of the signs that your mother may be a narcissist?
0: The first sign, and I would, let me just say there that a lot of this is from my clinical practice, but it's also from studies that I have done uh, as in, in preparing for this topic. So the first sign is that if you have a mother in which it is a bother, you felt like it was a bother for her when you were sick are hurting. Chances are you had a narcissistic mother. Mothers by nature are very in to their Children's pain and their call for help. So, if you had a mother that, you, when you were sick, you felt as if she wanted to ignore you, and you were getting in her way, and you were a hindrance to her plans that she has made, chances are you had a narcissistic mother. Part of the research that I came across as as we as I was preparing for this show is an article by Dr. Merja Mata, professor of Lapland University in Finland. And and she said that narcissists, children who had mothers that are narcissists, have what she defined as a denied childhood. So in this situation, the, the nurturing that you need, the care that you need from a mom it has been denied you. And so the first thing that Professor uh, Professor Mata talks about is this denied childhood where the mother's needs are are paramount and you being sick is an hindrance to her fulfilling her needs and so it's sickness is not something that draws you close and make you bond a lot of mothers and and, and their children bond during times of sickness as there is this love and care but for the narcissistic mother it is it it is something that is getting in her way.
1: Yeah, and and when you read through that study, it's that feeling a a lot of these kids describe of just almost having to apologize for even existing, because they're just getting in the way so much of their mom. Yes. What other signs do we see in narcissistic mothers?
0: The second sign that we see is what uh, Dr. Matter called the isolated childhood. And in the isolated childhood, this is where the mother's needs are placed above your needs. And so, opportunities to bond with your friend, to your friends, to be on a team or to play, you know, to play a sport that would bring you closer to your peers, those things are put on the back burner as the mother's needs is paramount. So, for example, her vacation takes takes priority over your need to play organized sport. Her trip to the beauty saloon takes priority over her driving you to spend time with your friends. And so these, uh, children of, of narcissists who have narcissistic mother often have what we call this, this isolated isolated uh, childhood because the mother's needs are paramount and her activities uh, supersedes your need to interact and engage with your friends.
1: And, and I'm wondering, I'm just thinking of a situation and I, I'd like your opinion on it. For that mom sometimes who maybe said, oh, I want to stay you to stay at home because I like being close to you. I want you close to me. Could that be a similar way to isolate, but kind of flip to be a positive? Yes,
0: absolutely. So you might look at it on the surface and say, oh, this is so nice. This is a mother that wants to bond with the child. But what is really happening? She's bonding with you not so much to meet your needs, but for you to meet her needs so it's not uncommon for for children who have narcissistic mom to be drawn into this role of the of the mother's therapist where you're there you're spending time with the mother with, with your mother, but she's talking about her pain and her needs and how terrible a father your father is and pouring out you detail about even their sex life and you're listening to this and as a child it's burden it's burdening you to take on all of this all 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 of this information that has been poured out to you so she is using you for her purposes not meeting your needs and it's maybe hard for people on the outside to understand that this is an unhealthy dynamic because on the surface they look at her as a mom and they go wow this is such a dedicated mom she's always with her kids she's always there for them but that's not really what's going on if you look a little bit deeper with psychological eyes or or with a knowledge of what's going on you will see that these children are being used and that they're they're meeting the mother's needs not the other way around
1: so one of the things we we've talked about in the past about narcissism is that need to put on that appearance of perfection yes how does that extend or does it extend to the children
0: Yes so so this need for perfection brings us to the third point so the the narcissistic mother the third point is that she expects you to meet unreasonable standards so she has to be perfect in the public's eye and you are an extension of her so you you also have to be perfect so she has these standards for you that you can never meet and so even in adult life she will continue to place demands on you, and nothing that you ever do will be good enough. The times that you spend with her, the, the 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 holidays that you dedicate to going to visit her, will never be enough. The doctor visits that you take her to will never be enough because there is. This this unrealistic standard that will keep you striving for perfection. And the the pitfall of this is, and the way it falls into the narcissistic uh, trap, is that the more she criticizes you is the harder you try to fulfill those unrealistic standards and the more she gets her needs met at your expense so this is what dr mata calls the incompetent childhood so people who are have narcissistic mothers realize that they, they can never do anything right, that they are never good enough. And so the 98 that you get on the test is not good enough. The fact that you did the dishes and you cleaned the home to try to please her is not good enough. And the, so the standard can never be met. And so you're on this treadmill where you're trying and trying and trying and always failing.
1: And that's exhausting. And and next week when we cover the impact of um, having a narcissistic parent on children and those experiences, we're going to get more into depth of how that that plays out. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show. This week we are talking about seven signs your mother is a narcissist. This is part two. Two of a three-part series examining ha- parents who are narcissistic and the effects on their children. If you missed the first half of today's show or any other episode in this series, I encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M. Counseling with two L's ministry.com, or you can call us toll free at one eight seven seven five four four. 3546 again that number is 877 544 3546 so michael what other signs are out there that your mother is a narcissist
0: the fourth sign is that if you have a mom that she seems to be competing with you this is one of the 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 telltale uh, signs that your mother is a narcissist. So an example of competition could be you came home and you're all excited about this nine-to-five that you got on your science project, and you take it to your mom and like, mom, look, I got a nine-to-five here, and, and you you expect to to get her praise, but she she, she looks at it and she goes, yeah, this is good, but when I was your age, I got a 98 or I got a hundred on that test. And so what seemed to you like a, a good thing suddenly seems like a failure because your, your mom just said that she did better than you. As you grow older and you you know, you are developing into a woman, you will get the feeling, too, that there is a big competition between you and her mom. If people compliment you about your beauty, she's upset that she did not get compliment, or she might dislike the person for complimenting you, or she might have to take away a compliment and turn it into an insult. So, for example, if someone say, your hair look really nice today, that is such a beautiful hairstyle that you have, it really fits you. And your mom will take that, and, and, and just as a person leaves, she will say, yes, your hair looks really nice, but you know, I don't think I like how it looks with your glasses. Mm-hmm. Or she might say, yes, but I don't like the color. It's nice, but I don't like the color. And so what's going on there, she's all, she's uh, competing with you to make herself look superior to you. And this is one of the one of the, the traits of narcissism, that they have this need to be esteemed, this, this need to be seen as being better than others. So when you are praised or adored by others, it seems as a threat to the narcissist.
1: And again, the wounds that those, that type of language creates over time are quite significant. What other types of relationships or effects do we see from moms who are narcissistic?
0: Moms or narcissists tend to use their children as an extension of themselves. So this is a form of what we have talked about in other shows, what we call enmeshment. And in enmeshment, what we mean is that the mother, the narcissistic mothers, seem to not know where their life ends and where your be- years begin. So it's like you're, you're, uh, you're totally overlapped. And so she expects you to like what she likes. She expects you to dislike what she dislikes. And she expects you to do the things that she loves. And so it's all about her. So she will uh criticize the color of your dress because she doesn't like that color. I don't like uh pink. And so you shouldn't wear pink because she doesn't like pink. And so there is this total criticism that's happening. And what's happening here is that she wants you to do things exactly the way that she would do it, and anything else is criticized. So this is what psycho- leads to what psychologists calls the development of the false self. So children who are from narcissistic mothers develop this false self where they are actually living to, to be a version of what the mother wants instead of being a version of themselves, So this false self... Is 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 something that develops and grows and as you get older you realize some narcissists, some children of narcissists comes to this point in their lives where they realize I have been living my life for my mom. Everything that I did was what she liked. And even I hate my father, but I didn't even realize why he was such a bad dad. The only reason I don't have a relationship with my father is that mom said he was terrible and they didn't have a good relationships, and therefore I didn't like my father either. And a lot of uh, of children of narcissists, as they get older, they start realizing that they had no good reason to not like their father. Or sometimes it's other family members that are, are talked about in a demeaning way by the narcissistic mother. That's another thing about narcissistic uh, uh, individuals they will have a series of difficult relationship with other people in the family system. So they will have a, a sister that they haven't talked to for years, or you know, even their own mother they might be might be cut off and not talked to, or other family members are are rejected. And so, children who are enmeshed or are seen as an extension of the narcissist are not allowed to talk to those family members as well so these children grow up with this uh this this dislike for other family members and it's not sometimes until in late adulthood where they start realizing wait a minute why why is it that i don't like aunt so and so why is it that i haven't talked to her for years she and they start discovering that she was a nice person maybe the problem was mom
1: Exactly. And, and those, those lies just perpetuate over time. One thing I'm, as you're describing this, what I'm wondering is, so if someone's growing up with a mom who's a narcissist, is there ever an opportunity for someone in the family to maybe not have such a bad experience where maybe they're treated different or is it generally a sense that Everyone um, is poorly treated or sometimes favoritism at play here. Yes.
0: Yeah, so this takes uh, take me to my next point. So one of the, the other symptoms of the uh, trait that your mother is a narcissistic mother is that she tends to play favorite. And so the, the, in the family system, there is sometimes this golden child who can do no wrong. So you might be the straight A student that does everything right and it's never good enough, never good enough, never good enough. But Johnny might be this person that he gets fifties and he's rebelling and he's not doing anything, but he is seen as everything that he sees. Like he gets a D and it's like, you know, It's the greatest things that, thing that ever happened in her life. You know, Johnny came home with a D, but your A is not good enough. And it's because Johnny is her favorite. And there might be something in, in Johnny that is fulfilling her needs. So she has selected this child maybe because he has blue eyes like her or there is something about him that she identifies with strongly or he's meeting some psychological need in her life. So this child is selected as the golden child. And you, uh, having seen this going on, is is feeling rejected, is feeling hurt because you realize the unfairness, the, the pervasive unfairness that is happening in your family system. Them. and so this continues into adulthood where some of my clients describe it this way I live here in the, in the city with my narcissistic mom and i do everything everything for her. But Johnny turns up once every 10 years and takes her to a doctor visit, and it's like Johnny's praised so much for that one event, and it's more praise than you have gotten in your entire lifetime. And even though he's dysfunctional and his life is falling apart, she praises him in glowing terms as if he's he's the Savior of all humanity.
1: And and I'm just picturing that scenario, too, where it, it would be so frustrating when you are that person who's always there. If you even went to go confide in Johnny, let's say, he would be like, what are you talking about? Mom is awesome. Yes. But I yes. think it really speaks to that dysfunction when you don't, unless, until it's identified and until it's peeled back, your normal is your normal. Yes. And you just don't know any other reality. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. you're consulting amongst your family peers... It's also their normal, and as yes. you say, Johnny's experience may be way different than yours.
0: Yes, and what I find in a lot of nar- with narcissistic mom, it's usually a boy in the family that's selected as the favorite, and in a lot of time, there is this a very dysfunctional type of almost incestuous relationship, but not in sexual terms. But it's like that little boy is is fulfilling the roles that is not being met with the father, who is usually very passive and uh, controlled by the narcissistic mother. And so Johnny is meeting some of those needs that the father is not meeting. And so he becomes a favorite and he can do no wrong.
1: So what's the last sign we see in narcissistic moms?
0: Narcissis- narcissistic mother creates uh, what is called a mobbing dynamic. And by mobbing, as the term suggests, is this this pack mentality. So in the narcissistic family, everyone knows that they are supposed to toe a certain line. They're supposed to do what the narcissistic mother wants and that she is the center of attention. And so everything has to be done. So everyone knows how to toe that line. So if you, for some reason, sees the dysfunction that is going on in the family system and you decide, I'm going to say no to mom For once, you know, I'm going to say, Mom, you know, I can come to visit you on Christmas Day, but I can only stay for two hours because I now have my own family and I have to leave. Okay, so you do that and you don't spend the entire day with her like all your other siblings do because they know that they have to do what Mom wants. If you don't do that, then what you will find is you will be, you will be ostracized by the rest of your siblings. So you will not only will you have mom's wrath, but mom will turn everyone against you or everyone knows that they can't be too nice to you because mom is mad at you. And so this mobbing mentality is meant to pull you back in line. The pressure, she creates this pressure within the family system that when you stand up to her, when you don't meet her needs, then the others are like trained robots where they will turn against you and they will try their very best to pull you back in line. And if you are not... Uh, strong enough, you will find yourself bowing, bowing, on, bowing under that pressure because you just want to be loved so much by your siblings and by your mother.
1: And you can just see how that cycle repeats and repeats. So, with the time we have left next week, as we said, we will be going into more depth about the effects on children of narcissistic yeah, parents. and what
0: to do, and, and, what, to, and what what, what to, do. to do about it. Because we have talked a lot about what the narcissistic mother does, and you know, these shows are very short, so we don't have the time in today's show to go into all of that detail. But be sure to tune in next week when we are going to talk about children of narcissistic parents and look at what to do. So, here are the the seven signs. These are, I think, the seven most prominent signs that we find uh, in families where the mother is a narcissist and we could talk about others as well and have alluded to some of the others, you know, such as the fact that there is usually a codependent and passive father that go along and go along with what mom wants and so this creates a dynamic in which the child the the, the children is not protected from the abuse of the narcissist and the self-centeredness of the narcissist and many children grow up to be very bitter with the father against the father because dad you did not protect me against my, the, my mother's wrath
1: so stay tuned for next week's show where we'll go into more of the details about children of narcissistic parents and most importantly how you can get help So, Michael, I said off the top, we have an upcoming healing retreat coming up on June 7th to 9th. I'm wondering if you can share a little bit more about that and how people can get information.
0: Yes. So our healing retreat for this summer, this coming summer, will be again at Providence Point in Lanark. And it will be a great weekend. We have seen fantastic things take place at each of the retreat that we have. My team of volunteers, we have about 30 volunteers that we have that we are already meeting and praying uh, for, and preparing for this retreat. So the format of the retreat is that each person that comes for that weekend will have two volunteers assigned to them for the entire weekend to walk with them through their healing journey, to pray with them, to listen to them, to cry with them, and just to to, to be God's hands extended and God's love for that weekend. So if you have been, maybe you had a narcissistic mom and you're listening to this show, when you realize that you have been affected by what has happened in in your life, uh, this retreat will be a good opportunity for you to come and to get healing from whatever effects. So people who have suffered generational curse, you realize that there are certain unhealthy patterns that have been uh depicted in your family for generations a healing retreat can be a very powerful time to break those trends so that it does not continue for your for your for your, for your children in the next generation so i know we, we the retreat is in in june but don't wait until june to register because we're only taking about 14 people uh 14 guests on this retreat and so it's very very important to register Early. Many people have tried to register in May, and by May we are usually all sold out. So if you want to have an opportunity, be sure to give us a call at 1 877 3546. You can also go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com to find out more about this retreat. Elim is spelled E L I M, Counseling with Two L's Ministry. Dot .com. And so we're out of time today, so we are going to wrap this show up here. But we want to thank you so much for listening to this radio broadcast and please remember that you can support us by going to our Patreon page at at Patreon, com slash Elim Counseling and you can make a donation there or on our website at com. So until next time, this is your host Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services and
1: Melissa Waggett
0: praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.